BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, and I'm the founder of Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. I have so much to say about today's episode, but before I do, I wanted to remind you to please subscribe to and review the show if you feel like it's brought you value. It takes about 30 seconds on your end, but really helps the show grow and helps me get amazing guests. Now, on to today's episode. As you guys know, I love having different kinds of people on the show. Today's guest is Zara Alibai a fitness expert, blogger, and personal trainer who's built a strong and supportive community online. She's also a mom of two and really caters to other moms who want to take control of their fitness with her series of super quick and efficient workout videos. Guys, this honestly isn't just for moms. I feel like any girl on the go can benefit from her workouts. They seriously make you sweat. One interesting thing about Zara is that she wears a hijab. Now, usually this isn't something that's even worth mentioning, but in Zara's case, I found it super interesting because I rarely see hijabi women in the fitness industry. So I wanted to talk to her about her experience representing a minority, and we really do get into the topic of diversity. Our chat is super insightful because it really sheds light on the fact that Zara is a role model to so many women who are underrepresented and who aren't used to seeing other people who look like them in the fitness industry. She's literally saying screw you to the mainstream idea of what a quote unquote fitness chick is supposed to look or dress like. Aside from this, we get into quick and easy workout tips for the girl on the go, healthy eating hacks, breakfast ideas, and so much more. I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Zara to the show. All right, Zara. So could you give the audience a bit of background on who you are, where you grew up, how you got into the fitness industry? Give us the whole spiel. Sure. So um, I grew up in a suburb of Toronto, Mm -hmm. um, in Etobicoke, actually. So my parents moved here from East Africa, from Kenya. My older brother and sister were born there. And then uh, they moved here. And after a few years, I was born. So I was like the first Canadian born in the family and uh, I had an amazing childhood my parents were super awesome um, super active and I think that's where it came from like my dad like you know would always be like taking us everywhere biking and he'd put up like a basketball net and we were always like playing sports so it's always been a part of my life my dad actually back in East Africa he was a phys ed teacher oh wow yeah 
So, um, and he used to like, um, it's like in your blood, I think it is. Yeah. And my mom didn't always play sports, but she was super active. Like, I don't know if it's a typical, like Indian mom thing, but like would never sit down, like always yeah, my mom and cooking too. and yeah, I'm like, mom, just sit down, but like never, never sitting down. And, um, yeah, like if my dad was at work, she was like, we're not going to wait for him. We're going to move this couch. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So like super active. And so, yeah, I grew up in, um, a very active family, not like sports active, but like, you know, like my parents went for walks every night. We'd they just like to move. Yeah, exactly. They just liked to move. So, um, yeah, so played sports my whole um, elementary and high school. And uh, when it got time to picking a career, my brother's an accountant. My sister's a pharmacist, like typical, you know, um, Indian family, like just kind of, you know, pick a good profession. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be active. So it was actually my track and field coach. He was like... Um, I think you should look into kinesiology. And I was like, what? What's kinesiology? Like, I'd never <laughs> heard of it. And so um, he's like, it's a great thing for like, if you wanted to go into physio, it's like all about studying anatomy and biomechanics and like physical activity so I was like okay I think this is what I want to do so I went into kinesiology and um, from that I got into personal training and yeah so it's always been a part of my life I've always been active from playing sports to training to teaching classes so uh, really lucky I was able to make a career out of it that's amazing I feel like it was meant to be yeah I think it was I knew I was never going to be able to sit at a desk and sit in one spot like very ants in my pants type of person so (laughs) I was like um yeah I knew I wanted to work with people too I love working with people and just like be able to connect with people so I thought I'd be a teacher but um I mean I love kids but I don't think I could do that or like a phys ed teacher but getting into training and working with healthy people and just helping them get more healthy like more active as opposed to something like physio or chiropractic I knew I wanted to work with people and help them reach certain goals so personal training just kind of fell into my lap and I did it all throughout um, university thinking it would like you know help pay the bills and give me a job while I was in university but as I started training and you know becoming a full-time trainer I loved it I loved every minute of it so that's amazing yeah so did you like do it just on your own or were you working out of a gym like So I, yeah, I did my kinesiology and then did my personal training certificate and kept on doing different certifications. And then um, I worked at Good Life Fitness. Okay, cool. Yeah, so everyone in Toronto, especially, or um, Ontario, or I don't know if it's all in... I feel like it's all of Canada Canada. yeah yeah so yeah I worked there as a trainer um the nice thing about good life was they have a lot of like women's only gyms yeah so I just started working at a women's only club I was a trainer there and you know ended up doing well I was a fitness manager there for a couple of years so uh, I literally trained till the day I had Ahmed my son (laughs) oh wow good for you yeah so I was like personal training and he came early so I was like you know planning to finish work but he decided to come early so I literally trained my clients that day and then the next day I'm like I'm not coming in because I had a baby (laughs) had a baby casual yeah (laughs) okay so you're a hijabi woman in the fitness space which is something that we just don't see very often and you obviously have such like a clear and strong voice now with a super supportive community as well but did you find that it was a challenge when you were starting out in the industry like perhaps as a personal trainer or like even when you were younger yeah I think so I think I've seen both sides of it so I was very lucky I saw a lot of friends who um you know, maybe weren't confident wearing the hijab or were confident, but they didn't have the support or even culturally like, okay, maybe girl, once you get to a certain age, like, you know, maybe stop playing sports and focus on something else. So I think two parts, I was very lucky to have a supportive family be like, yeah, wear your hijab, play your sports, do whatever you want. Like, you know, um, and also in my teams, I had really supportive coaches, supportive team members who, you know, would always support me in whatever I did. A lot of times, um, actually one time we had a team we were playing against and, um, you know, my, my uniform, my 
what I was wearing for volleyball was like different. Like, okay, everyone wears shorts. I'd wear long pants. Everyone wears short sleeves. I'd wear like a long sleeve t-shirt underneath. And we never had any issues, but this team in particular decided to point out that I wasn't wearing what was reg- regulation coded. Are you uniform. kidding? Yeah. And maybe because it was, it was like the finals and we were in the finals and maybe they were looking for like a loophole and stuff. And so there's all this like mumbling going on back and forth. And I was like, what's going on? And then the coach came up to me and he's like, you know, they're giving us a hard time. They're saying that like what you're wearing is not, you know, like um, in accordance to like the guidelines and stuff. And I was like, okay. And I was just kind of like, all right, like it never happened to me before. I, you get like name called and this and that, but like in this official setting and uh, right behind me, my teammates were like, if Zara doesn't play, we don't play. Like it was just like That's the way amazing. they stood up for me and even oh my, my coach. Gosh. And I was like, and this was like as like a 13, 14 year old girl. You're like, what? Like, first of all, I never felt like I was different because, you know, we'd always play and my teammates were amazing. But um, yeah, at that point I was like, wow, like these, I didn't even know it would be an issue, but the fact that it was brought up and the fact that they were just like without skipping a beat were like willing to support me and stuff, I think gave me that confidence. And so we figured it out. We ended up playing, we ended up beating them, which was icing on the cake. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) But just to know that I had that support was amazing. And I think, you know, I did have bullying and I did have people picking on me and this and that, but like I always had that strong foundation and I was like, well, there are always going to be people that are going to support me. So regardless of what people say, I know that I have people that have my back. So that really gave me confidence and encouragement. So along, even in my career, you'd always have people that would like second guess you, but I always had like a few people that were like really in my corner that always gives you that support. And so I feel like some people maybe didn't have that. And that's a lot hard, a lot harder to have not have that support and then you start questioning yourself right because we're always like is what we're doing it is right or am I like doing the right thing or like you know the fact that these people are picking out certain things is that right are they right so you know I just always had that support from family and from whether it was friends or co-workers or teammates so I think I was very lucky having that that's crazy to me that like I'm just sort of like I don't even know what to say because I just can't believe that people would I don't know, be so cruel yeah, to like a 13, 14 yeah. year old like kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that's happening anymore. No, I don't think I feel so. like and we've I, come a know, long way. I think we have. But you know what? I find it's it's almost like full circle. So when I was growing up, it was just different. It wasn't like, you know, now people sometimes have different ideas of a Muslim person. Right. But it was just like you're different. So maybe they would just pick on you because they thought you were different. Right. So um, I think it was it. I don't think it's happening now. And I think a lot more rules are set in place. Like we have Olympic athletes that wear hijab who had to fight to get there too. Right. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, like what in any little way I paved the way, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Just like even just having other girls in my high school, maybe seeing me wearing hijab and playing, hopefully that, you know, gave them the confidence to just get out there and play as well. Absolutely. I I mean, I definitely think so because I think anyone who's, the person who kind of gets that slack for like being a little different does pave the way for others who sort of want to follow that path. Like not just to wear like a headscarf, but like in, in any, uh, any way, right. Who just like, like maybe look a little different Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. don't adhere to like the norms, you know? So I think that's like, it's, it sucks, but I think it's amazing. And like, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, as you said, like, it's really great that you had such a supportive team and people behind you. Like, that's incredible it's such a blessing like I didn't realize it at the time but yeah even just all my friends growing up a lot of them were just Canadian they just but even they would just learn about me and my religion and so just cute little things like 
you know, like so many years later when they're at work and they have a coworker that's Muslim, they're like, oh, we know you're fasting. Or we, I don't know. It's just really nice that's that so like, nice. yeah, that I they love that. took the time to like learn about my culture and religion. And then they were able to like pay that forward to someone else. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. incredible. OK, so let's rewind a little bit. Take me back to the point where you were inspired to start creating content. Like what did that look like? So I, like I said, I've always been active. I've always had fitness um, be a part of my life. But um, there's like a specific point. So um, I was always training. And then after having the kids, I stopped training um, because of my husband's school. We moved around a lot. So I kind of, it was hard to like build a, you know, little like group of clients and stuff. Because I'm like, you know, when you train someone, you want to train them for a long time. So I knew we'd only be places for like a year at a time. And I was busy with the kids. So yeah, I just remember when my daughter was born, I would just be home with the kids and I'd be like watching YouTube videos. And there were a couple of like tone it up. Have you heard of? Them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love their protein they're, powder. Oh, I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, really? They're vanilla. Okay. All right. I'm going to try it. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and I would just watch these like two like really super friendly like girls um, on YouTube and they'd like be filming their workouts. And I was like, what I can do this like and same thing I was like I you know like they're sweet but I was like I think it'd be nice for people to see someone different and like mm -hmm. I could do this and like I'm a mom at home and I, I'm looking for workout ideas and I'm a trainer and I know what to do and I don't have like I there's no there's nothing like that out there so it took a while for me to get started but that was kind of like my point where I was like there could be something here like there could be me sharing this and maybe getting to like a bigger audience yeah I think definitely like I think that that is like your USP, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that you are like a Muslim woman yeah. who wears a headscarf. And like, again, like I feel like you represent a portion of people who perhaps don't see people who yeah. look like them yeah. in that space, yeah. you know, like I yeah. think and I think it's amazing. Thank so you. like, do you think that social media has provided you with a platform to act like a role model to other Muslim women like who perhaps haven't have never seen like a hijabi in the fitness space. Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, again, when I started doing it, I didn't realize like I wasn't there to be like, oh, I'm going to be like the. It was just to share information. So like I said, we moved around so much. So I would have clients and then just, you know, like when Instagram was literally just like what you consider like Facebook, just sharing things right with your friends and family because we traveled so much. So I would share like, you know, little healthy recipes I do for the kids. And then I started getting comfortable. You know, I, I probably filmed maybe about six or seven videos that never made it because I was like, I'm, you know, filming video at that time. I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what people will say. So. Um, so, yeah, then I just started sharing like little workout tidbits and, you know, little motivational thing. It was more for like my clients that I had trained and maybe as I as I moved, I didn't see them as much. But then I started realizing that other people would find it and say, oh, wow, I've never seen someone you know, um, that looks like me working out or I've never, you know, um, I, sometimes I'm not comfortable playing these videos of like people in like, you know, like women in like sports bras and stuff. Maybe that's just not what they're comfortable with. And so I started seeing that people were looking for something like that. And I was like, well, it's something that I'm so passionate about. Like I've, if you ask me about training, I'll spend hours and hours like giving you tips and I love training. And I just had to get wrap my head around being like, well, if I can do it for one person, if I put it out there, maybe I can help. 10, 20, 30 people. I didn't really realize what it was becoming. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I, social media has definitely helped me reach more and more women. And, you know, the main goal is to always have like women realize that they can be active, they can be healthy at whatever terms they want it to be. So if I can help them get there, then, you know, I'm really glad that social media has been around and has helped me reach those women. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like you just accidentally filled niche. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know that it was 
yeah you avoid, weren't right? yeah, yeah yeah and you weren't going in being like oh like you know I wear the hijab like yeah, let me no, you know no, like it was exactly. just like you want to share what you're passionate yeah, about exactly. and then you ended up like appealing to so many other women which is yeah. I think so like so incredible no, it's been such a blessing like it really has I think you know this was like when Instagram wasn't even a nobody knew what it was going to become right so it's just like sharing and I think just again like the goal was always sharing and then women would be like oh well can you share this and can you share a recipe for this or what did you do and I'm like okay like you know the more I can share and, and then I did realize that like oh people are looking for information like this and so I was like okay well if I can extend that and make that into more of like a blog and more of you know then give people access to that information who may not have that right so yeah we're lucky we have women's only gyms in Toronto or in England but there might be someone who is like in you know a small city who can't doesn't have access to those types of things so you want them to be able to have the access that you have as well absolutely so like you you obviously have a very supportive audience and like since you've you've filled this niche I'm sure like so many women like just look up to you and like admire you for what you do have you ever dealt with any like like trolls I think I'm I think I'm very lucky like sometimes I'll talk to other friends who are kind of in social media and for some reason knock on wood whatever knock on your beautiful plant here but it's like (laughs) I'm very lucky I think because you'll get and you'll get trolls from both you'll get people who maybe aren't used to seeing someone like you and be like like I you get comments like what's the point of working out if you can't see your body or you know like you'll get comments it's the internet I'm sure you know like there's always people looking to comment and then you'll get comments from you know people who might not think what you're doing is like in accordance to the religion or you know what I mean so you get it from both sides but I think I think it's all about intention in the end right like my intention is out there people know what my intention is I want people to be active to realize that it's not as hard as they think it is to move to eat healthy to get your kids active you know to not wait around to just live life to your fullest and so I think if that's your intention you'll get the trolls and it does affect you but in the end you're like you know what maybe they don't understand the reason behind what I'm doing and that's totally fine so I like that yeah. I think you just have to let it sort of like not to. like get under your skin yeah. because like the way I see it it's just like people are dealing with their own insecurities exactly. and I feel yeah. like they try to reflect it onto yeah. you and I think like that is really what like what a troll is like yeah, I don't exactly. think that like me as like a regular person I would ever go and like start critiquing yeah, anyone exactly. unless like you know I see like a friend who's mm-hmm. like you know maybe uh, and like it's just it comes from like a place with like good like a good heart exactly yeah but never to like some random person who I don't know and like trying to lecture them like in whatever way like making a rude comment or whatever it's it's bizarre so yeah yeah I think like uh, one of the takeaways is that like trolls like you just have to like not care no and it's tough and you do have to build a thick skin because Mm -hmm. even people will be will make like comments in like passing and you're like are you trying to come like you know what I mean so passive aggressive yeah Yeah. exactly and you're just like okay thank you but again I think you always have to like have that intention at the end of the day know what your goal is and know that what you're doing is helping you get to that goal or whether whatever it is and it is a business as well right so you've got to look at what benefits you and what benefits your community as well and as long as you're sticking to those values and those things and I think it, it it really helps it slide off like when someone gives you a negative comment you're like you know what that's that's fine because that's not going to affect me because I know what my goal is and I know what my intention is. Love that. Yeah. So I think it was a few months ago. I saw actually like, I think it was, I I don't remember if it was a video or a picture, but Mm -hmm. the caption you were talking about how, when you were younger, you were bullied for looking a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, when was the first time you talked about like, I guess 
you were like like challenges you faced yeah. or struggles you had on social media mm-hmm. actually like longer than I thought it would take me because again I was always like I want to be positive and I don't want to like I want people to like you know like just exercise and eat healthy and this and that but like as my community started growing and people would share with me so like I have a six-week challenge that I've started in the last year and a bit and um so it's just like a challenge you get videos sent to your home it's like you know six weeks um there's like a meal guide and stuff but um when I started getting messages of people being like it's so nice to have someone that looks like me like on my screen for my kids to see that my daughter has started exercising because she saw you and I was like what like I didn't realize that like people were going like I knew I had like you know roadblocks that I went through growing up and like the story I told you before Mm -hmm. but um I didn't realize that me maybe coming out and talking about my you know my experiences would maybe help people because I guess what I was seeing what people were seeing was like someone who's comfortable in their own skin someone who is you know happy working out happy wearing their hijab but I wanted to people to see that like there was a struggle behind that as well and there's a struggle in that every day still right like um sometimes I'm like you know you kind of it's you you don't want to always be known as the token like oh are you the hijabi that were you know what I mean so it's absolutely like that. so yeah. but I also realized that like and the the reason was the video was um a bunch of like Muslim athletes hijab wearing athletes being active and so it was like yeah there's there's a whole other generation of girls who maybe want to wear hijab but aren't comfortable or their families don't support them so I kind of wanted to talk about like there were the struggles but I think you come out stronger and it's okay to have those struggles and you are going to have those struggles it's not going to be a smooth sailing road and I think sometimes maybe I painted that picture that it was always like amazing and fabulous and I did have the support but there were always those bumps in the road as well and I I wanted people to see that side of me as well I think it's important like because I mean no matter what kind of position you're in social media they say that you share your highlight reel right yeah so true and like most of the time most people do but mm-hmm. I think like for me even as like a consumer yeah. I really enjoy seeing people's like vulnerability yeah, and so sure. like that's why I like sharing mine and yeah. I, I respect people who share theirs because yeah. I think like your story is one that's quite unique mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people go through similar things yeah. and if it's not talked about maybe they feel more alone exactly you know yeah, so I think sure. it's like really cool that you shared that story yeah. of yours because I think it made you so much more relatable mm. to so many people yeah okay so since you mentioned your six-week challenge tell me about that okay so it is a six-week challenge it's basically um the, the nice thing about it and the different thing about it is that we all start together. So like I run them throughout the year. I'll run like four a year. Mm-hmm. And so when I created something, I was like, okay, what, what works? And so my classes do really well. And I realize it's because we're like a community of women. And it's like you don't show up like the next class. People are like, where were you? Why didn't you come the last two weeks? You know what I mean? <laughs> I You're like, that. So it's really nice. Like there's that accountability. As much as I love my one-on-one clients, there was something about that sense of like, community that we would all like even though it was a class of like 10 12 women like when someone was missing you you knew that so with the six-week challenge I was like I wanted to create something that was more structured for people to follow online and get results and I was like okay if there's that accountability we all start together like literally we all start day one workout one together it's six weeks 
Um, so you can do it anywhere in the world. It's like every day we just have the workout for the day. So you can do it at any time and it's real time workouts. So you literally, you press play and it's me and I do the workout with you. It's like a live. It's a live in terms of like, it's filmed before, but like we do our 30 second rest together. So you literally just have to press play and watch like the 30 minute video or do it with me. So like, it's kind of like, it's not like, okay, 10 sit-ups and then you do 10 sit-ups and 10 squats. Like we're actually doing it together. So you try to keep up with my intensity and, um, it, uh, every two weeks the workouts change so they get a little bit more challenging I know you like working out I see your stories and you're you're nice and strong and I love that <laughs> and um so yeah so the workouts get a little bit more challenging as we go along and then there's a private Facebook group and that's kind of where I think the the secret sauce is where it's like everybody checks in every day and it's like we have someone in Australia and they're like I've done my workout for the day and then you're here in like North America being like what I haven't even woken up yet and so it's like that accountability and people will post like their sweaty selfies or they'll they'll post their meals for that day so it's just knowing that or people will post like oh I put my kids to bed and I was planning to work out and I fell asleep and so I didn't get that workout in and then it's that encouragement well that's okay you know you can do it tomorrow I, I had the same thing and tomorrow I'm going to wake up early and not wait till the end of the day to get my workout in so there's really that community feel and it's like women who from all around the world have this similar goal or they'll complain about the workout or they'll complain about being sore but they're still getting in the workout and they're, they're putting in the work so that's the beauty of it and then there's a meal guide to it as well and then I'm in there I hop in the Facebook group live like a few times a week I'm literally there answering all your questions so it's nice because a lot of people are going through the same issues at the same time so you don't feel alone which is nice I love that yeah I think community is so important and like I think having accountability as yeah, well exactly. both such important yeah. things like for me the way I really like fell in love with working out was through group classes oh, nice. and it was because again like that feel of like community exactly. you know and yeah I, I mean like I think yeah it makes you feel like you're a part of something exactly, and then yeah. you go at your own pace mm. and I feel like people are understanding I think it's oh, really nice so to have yeah, yeah like and Facebook group seems, uh, I guess, more um, like smaller and more yeah, intimate. Exactly. So you yeah. feel like you kind of know people. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll see a lot of similar names popping up. And then the beauty of it is that so every time you've done a challenge, you can always join the next challenge. Like you mm. have the videos. So there's a lot of supportive like, don't worry, I went through that. I know how it felt like. You know, people would be like, I did day one and I can't move. How am I going to finish this? And people are like, I've done two rounds and like you just get stronger. And I started with five pounds and now I'm at 15 pound weights. And That's you know amazing. what I mean? So it's so nice because they kind of take it on and they will support each other. So you'll have mothers who are nursing and being like, you know, this is my issue. And like, I'll hop in and then there'll be other moms who hop in. So it's really become like such a nice community. So yeah, it's something I really look forward to doing. I'm actually starting one again on Monday. So um, yeah, it's just really nice. And I, I just really love hearing people's um, feedback and kind of helping them and cheering them on as they go through their goals and stuff. That's so, yeah, really, really cool. Yeah. So you used to, or you do still do classes or you used to do classes? Do. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I still teach classes. I actually teach a couple of classes at the um, community center that's like part of the mosque so um, I teach two boot camps there um, I teach a seniors class once a week which my parents Aww, come to which I love so it's sweet. so much fun so these are like um, aunties and uncles that were like we used to see you running around the mosque and they're like now you're making us work out so it's really cute there's probably about like 15 20 of them that come and they come with their little like weights and they're Aww, they're so cute and their so little sweet. water bottles so I really enjoy that and then I teach a CrossFit class a couple of times a week too so that too I noticed I used to go to CrossFit and I I noticed that there was like a gap a lot of women were intimidated and I was like hey this gym is like free for like a couple of hours during the day like you know so I, I basically just run women's only CrossFit classes and it's a great way for women to um, just get out of their comfort zone and still feel supported um, like some women that wear hijab you don't have to wear the hijab in the class you know like some women 
who don't wear hijab still feel comfortable in a women-only environment, but still like we do pull-ups and we do tire flips and, you know, so it's still like you still get a good workout and there's some women that are so incredibly strong there, but um, they f- it's like a comfortable environment. I love that. Yeah. Which gym do you teach out of? So it's a CrossFit gym in Richmond Hill. Got it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's that's so cool. Yeah, and yeah, like again, like I think like that, that community aspect and like if you – if you are in a community where like in a class with like all women, you might feel more comfortable yeah, and exactly. you know, you're yeah. sort of like on the same level, like cheering exactly. everyone on. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So you're a mom of two yes. and I wanted to get into like tips for moms. So what, like, do you have any advice for new moms who are looking to get back into shape? Yeah, for sure. So, um, first of all, I just wanted to say like, health and fitness has always been a part of me and you know I've always been active but after my kids when I was like oh wow like I really felt not like myself I felt like you know um it was really hard to get back into shape and I was kind of found that I was hard on myself and I was like it's really hard for moms right and I think a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves to get like bounce back we see all these celebrities or even now on Instagram like these moms bouncing back and looking amazing and you're just like what what am I doing wrong so the first thing I always tell new moms is it took you nine months to you know, grow this baby inside of you. Like, don't think you're going to bounce back in two months. And that's not what our bodies are made for, right? If you're nursing, like your body's still going through so many changes. So be kind to yourself. Go easy on yourself. Like do it slowly because if you put that pressure on yourself to get back into shape right away, it's going to be a lot of pressure on you. Like you're not sleeping well. Your body needs to recover in sleep, right? So there are all these things that are happening that you may not think of, but that's why it's taking your body so long to get back in shape. So first be kind to yourself. Um, second, like just try to do what you can. So even if it's like little, like going for a walk with your baby and it depends on how, how old your baby is. So I would say give yourself like the first three months to just kind of like, you know, like just take care of your baby and whatever you need to do. And then, um, you know, it's, I would say start with walking, start with just doing simple workouts at home. Like, you know, a lot like body weight exercises can really help you squats, push-ups, lunges. Like you don't need to join a gym and do like an hour of spinning and then half an hour of weight training. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go easy on yourself. And, um, I would say like, try to do as much as you can at home. So if your baby's napping for half an hour, like you can do like a quick 30 minute workout, maybe have a set of weights, have a skipping rope and just start small. So start small and then slowly build up on that. Another thing you can focus on is nutrition. Um, again, don't cut out everything cause you need the energy to, you know, to run after your kid or to take care of your kid. So just start making healthy choices, right? So if you feel like you're crashing and you need like a cookie and a coffee at three o'clock, maybe go for a green juice and see how that makes you feel or a smoothie that's like jam packed with like, you know, like lots of veggies and some fruit to keep you going. So just making those different choices will help you make sure you're drinking lots of water, try to cut down the sugar, things like that, like make little, little steps. And then you'll notice you'll get stronger, you'll have more energy, and then you can you can build on your workout routine and on your nutrition. I love that. Yeah. So you were talking about a smoothie. What do you typically put in a smoothie? So um, a smoothie, make sure you always have greens in your smoothie. So a lot of people think like, oh, banana, strawberry. I'm like, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> so you want to make sure you have greens, you have a protein source. So you could put like a nut butter, you could put um, hemp seeds, you can put a protein powder. Um, and then you can throw in some fruits. So you can throw in like berries, a banana, things like that. And a smoothie is a great way to add in like chia seeds and flax seeds and things like that. So, you know, you're just taking your smoothie and you're just upping it up. You're, you're adding in those superfoods that will give you the energy that you need. I love that. And I think 
like every fitness expert I have spoken to or yeah. read nutrition books, like one of the hacks is like just put greens into your yeah, smoothie. Just, you can't, the, it'll change the color, but you can't taste it. You can't taste you can't exactly. Taste yeah. Like I did um, a smoothie um, IGTV because I oh, okay. love smoothies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, guys, you can't <laughs> taste the spinach. I no, you swear. Can't. Like, yeah. like put in a handful. Yeah. Like kale, I'll be honest, kale, you can taste a little bit. Some people put like iceberg lettuce or romaine, like, but I would just, do the spinach it's easy it's pre-washed you literally take a handful you throw it in always have that as your base and another tip is um if you find it gets chunky if you don't have a really good blender take um your liquid and your spinach and blend that first and then you can add in your fruits and your almond butter or your nut butters and stuff like that it just gives you a smoother smoothie if that makes sense really good tip really really good tip okay so what is a quick and easy workout someone can do if they have a really packed schedule so um I mean, I'm like working out at home is the easiest thing you can do or quick workout. So I like to do Tabata workouts. So the beauty of Tabata is like you take a timer. There's so many apps on your phone right now. Like you can download a quick Tabata timer. You can do like 30 seconds of work, 45 seconds of work, 15 seconds rest. Pick like five bodyweight exercises. So I'll give you them right now. You can do burpees. You can do squats. You can do push-ups, jumping jacks, lunges, and like a plank. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if you need to write it down, write out those five exercises and just turn on your timer and literally you don't have to think about it. 45 seconds, do squats, take a rest. Next 45 seconds, do your burpees, take a rest. So Tabata, it's in your time. Like you will have to finish it within that time. So it keeps you moving because a lot of times we take rests, we'll check our phones, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take a little bit longer than a 30 second rest. So the Tabata gets your heart rate up. You're working all major muscle groups. So you're getting a good body weight workout in as well. And you can be done in like 10, 12 minutes. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a really good tip because, you know, there's this like fallacy that you have to go to the gym and spend like three hours there. No, like do what you can. And like a 30 minute workout, which is intense. Yeah. It it will kill you. It will kill you. And Tabata sometimes like after 15 minutes, you're done because you're not taking that rest. Your heart rate's up. And that's what I did a lot of times when I had the kids. I would do these home workouts because I didn't have, we lived in like a small apartment. I couldn't, my you know, my daughter was sleeping, my son was playing and I'd be like, all right, I'm getting in a quick 15 minute workout. So that's when I started using the timer and I found my workouts were a lot more efficient because of that. So smart. Love it. Okay. So let's talk about food. Do you have any hacks for parents who want to teach their kids healthy eating habits? Um, Yeah, I think you have to lead by example. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I've always eaten healthy, but when I had kids, I noticed like all the chocolates I'd sneak in and like, (laughs) I was like, wait a second, I need to lead by example. And I think it's, you got to teach them that it's all about balance, right? Like my kids love all their sweets and treats and stuff, but I think, um, I, you know, they, they do eat the healthy stuff first. So then I don't mind as much if they're having that chocolate bar, if that cookie or, you know, we're going out for dessert or ice cream, like you want them to enjoy it. And I think if you, if you restrict it too much, then at some point they're going to that's all they're going to want, right? So it's it's really tricky finding that balance. But I think as long as they're getting a good range of everything, I think you're fine. So it depends on the kid too. So some kids, my daughter loves veggies. She'll like grab carrots out of the fridge and cucumber. My son, you've got to sneak them in a little bit. So um, I think leading by example, always having it out there, we'll always have veggies. They may not touch it, but maybe that 10th time I put it out there, they'll sneak a bite in and they'll be like, oh, it's not actually as bad as I thought it was, right? So I think that um, I incorporate a lot of veggies into my food. So the smoothies, same thing. 
they're used to green smoothies. They don't know there's spinach in there. But I mean, now they do, they're older. But when they were younger, like I would just put it in there. They get used to the taste, right? Um, I do a lot of like curries. So with curries, it's so flavorful. You can throw in spinach. You can throw in a lot of veggies and they don't even realize that it's there. I do the same with soups. And I always, always, always have fruits and veggies cut up so that they always have something to go for. Um, you know, I always have like carrots and cucumbers cut up and they can dip that in hummus. I'll always have veggies. I'll always have like a fruit of berries out and stuff. So it's easier for them to grab that. So if it's there, they'll eat it. So smart. Yeah. I like what you said about like soups as well. Yeah. It's such an easy way to add greens in. Yeah, and exactly. like, I mean, it's like a sneaky way. Yeah. Right. So like sneaky. no one will know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite breakfast if you have under 15 minutes to make it? So I have a couple. Can I give you three? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> More the merrier. So a smoothie. My favorite smoothie, actually, the whole family now is on board on it. So it's perfect. So it's um, spinach, banana, it's chocolate protein powder, cacao powder, um, peanut butter, and um, I'll throw in hemp seeds and flaxseed and ice. That and sounds amazing. Literally, it's so delicious. It's like a chocolate smoothie because the chocolate's there. It doesn't even look green. Um, and I literally make a huge... Uh, batch my husband will take some on his way to work I'll make like three little cups and we'll each have that so that at least just gets us going for the day another one I do is chia seed pudding have you ever tried chia seed pudding I'm obsessed I love it and the kids have started liking it that I make like four or five jars and they'll last me the week my husband will grab some you can throw berries on top the kids can top it any way they want and um, a lot of protein in it and it fills them up and it's nice and sweet so the kids like that a lot and then um, I, I do boiled eggs a lot so I'll um, make up a bunch of boiled eggs and then I'll have that. Maybe I'll have that on like some, you know, um, whole grain toast, some hummus and some veggies. And that's a quick breakfast as well. Love it. All great ideas. Yeah. Two questions. Yes. One, um, what chocolate protein powder do you use? So um, because uh, when the kids started having protein powder young, I do like a vegan protein powder. Yeah. So um, I like Sun Warrior protein. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's I have. pretty clean. So I've always kind of go back to that because I don't know what the kids and stuff. I don't want to do too much whey. Um, so I do that one. I've tried Vega chocolate protein, which is good. Um, I find the vanilla one's a bit chalky sometimes. So I find the chocolate is a good one that I can just put in. I'm going to try the um, toned up. Toned up it's going to change your life. Is it chocolate that you like? Or I, the I have the, I've not even tried their chocolate, oh, but their okay. vanilla is so good. Oh, it doesn't okay. taste chalky. Like oh, I can't like, to know. I'm, I tell everyone I know yeah, about it because okay. <laughs> it's so good. I can't. Okay, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to try the chocolate sun warrior. Yeah. Now. It's pretty clean. And like I said, I mean, for a lot of moms who have kids who, you know, a lot, sometimes kids are a bit trickier. They can't get protein. It's um, look for like a cleaner vegan protein powder and, and you'll be fine. I love that. Yeah. Also, what do you sweeten your chia seed pudding with? I use maple syrup. Okay, cool. Yeah. You can use honey maple syrup. Yeah. What do you, and what's the base that you use? Like, so I use really cashew specific. milk. No, I love that. Cashew milk. Have you tried making cashew milk? I have, and it's so, so good. It's so easy. It's so, it's easy. so easy. I don't even strain it. No, Do you, you strain don't it? No, it's so right. Okay, yeah, like, I knew I was. <laughs> I was doing it right. I was because I've made almond milk, and I'm like, this is really tedious. Like you have to like squeeze it in that nut milk bag. But cashew milk, honestly, I make it two, three times a week. It's so, so easy. It's so easy. It's and so what easy. I love about it is like the fact that it's homemade. You know, there's like no there's garbage in, in there, yeah. like gums and like yeah, all that weird stuff. So I've literally, um, it's a cup of cashews uh, soaked. And then it, I put two dates. I put a little bit of vanilla and some sea salt and that's it. Love it. It's so yummy. So that's my base for my chia seed pudding. Then I put like two heaping tablespoons of chia seeds, vanilla, cinnamon, 
and maple syrup and that's it this is gonna be my breakfast tomorrow i'm making cashew oh my god (laughs) stop next time i'll bring you some next time and then that's it and then the kids will top it with like whatever if they want to put like a few chocolate chips in there go ahead i put some nut butter um berries bananas mango and like coconut you can go crazy that sounds amazing and you can make it it'll last like four or five days in the fridge so i make a bunch and then in little mason jars and it's like grab and go it's yeah it's like one of those breakfasts that's just so easy like you exactly that's the thing like i feel like you'll eat healthy if you take like the work out of it almost you have to prep you have to prep yeah Um, because then you'll go for the cookies or you'll go for even the granola bar which is okay but like it's a lot of again added sugar if you can make it so much sugar and you know what's in it then yeah absolutely homemade is just better and like you can i mean you just have to be smart about how you prep your food and even if you want to take the smoothies a step further like take a few containers or some ziploc bags and throw in a handful of spinach throw in even like your nut butter let it freeze throw in your banana it's literally in a bag all you do is add in your liquid and if you need to want to cut out that one more step you can freeze a bunch of those bags and plop it in the blender plop your milk and you're good to go so smart yeah okay so tell me a day in the life of you in terms of food and workout Okay, no day is the same <laughs> as you talk to me as we have summer holidays. It's like all out the window. Kids are home. But um, so I have two typical days, days that I teach and days that I don't. But I usually work out in the morning. I'm always working out in the morning. So I'm the type of person who does not like to eat first thing in the morning um, or eat right before my workout. So I usually um, will have water with lemon or I'll have um, like a like a water with like a greens plus or something just to have something. So I usually have my liquid and then I will do my workout. And then after my workout is when I eat. So when I will literally have one of those three breakfasts that I just told you, I'll either have a smoothie. Um, if it's after like a lot of like a cardio, I mean, not cardio, if it's after like a CrossFit class where I've done a lot of weight training, then I will usually have my eggs. So I'll have like two boiled eggs and I'll have some veggies, some hummus and maybe some toast. Um, then I try to drink, I'm, I'm really bad at drinking water. Like if it's next to me, I will drink it. If I forget my bottle somewhere, then it's like done. Like I'll forget <sighs> to drink it the whole day. So I try to drink as much water as I can. And then I usually do um, a lunch. I Again, I'm home a lot of the times doing work. So I'll do um, like leftovers. So like if we have like, um, rice and curry I'll usually have some of that or if we have like leftover chicken or something then I'll just make like a quick salad I'll throw the chicken on top um, I usually do like a smaller lunch because um, we'll do like a big dinner when everyone comes home and we'll have like a big dinner together and then dinner I, I usually eat what the kids are eating so if it's pasta maybe I'll have less pasta or I'll make myself like a zucchini noodle like a zoodle um, if it's like barbecue, we'll do like barbecue chicken and then I'll have like a big salad on the side. And we still do. The kids like to eat rice and stuff. So I'll always have like a little bit of rice, but I'll try to load my plate up with veggies and protein and then a little bit of carbs like sweet potatoes or rice or quinoa or something like that. Love that. All yeah. great tips. And okay. if I'm looking for a treat, which I love my like sweet treats. So I'll do like apples with um, uh, with almond butter and like some cinnamon on top or something like that because I do have a sweet tooth. Or I'll grab some dates with some nuts and stuff like that. Okay date with like some almond butter so good it's like it's It's like a treat i can't (laughs) it's so good i like do that in the evening like if i'm feeling something sweet and it's just so yummy yeah it's problematic and it does in the summer we go out for ice cream and i will have an ice cream i'm not just gonna sit there and watch them have ice cream you know what it's all about balance it absolutely is and i feel like if you deprive yourself like there's no i don't know like you you gotta live like a normal human being exactly like you can't you can't take away like those like simple pleasures out of your life and I think like if you've completely stripped away all of that I think it could lead to like disordered eating Uh, as well or I feel like you'll you'll like 
you'll get to a point and you'll just eat everything inside, yeah. right? And I think for your kids, it's important for them to see balance, right? Absolutely. So, and I think it's 80-20. If you're eating healthy 80% of the time, then that 20%, if you're going to a wedding or a barbecue or if, like a, just a nice dinner, then enjoy yourself as well, right? Just if it's that one meal, then if the rest of the week you're eating healthy, then I think you're fine. Love that. Yeah. Such, yeah, it's honestly, it's so important yeah. for like, especially people in the fitness industry mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. talk about this more yeah. because I think it's super important yeah. to like, yeah, like, live your life 80 yeah, 20 exactly. <laughs> like i'll go to a wedding and people are like can i take a picture of you eating biryani i'm like i eat biryani i'm like i love it like it's in my blood like i have to eat this kind of stuff so again i think it's moderation right like yeah. again like if you're doing it if when you're at home and you can control it then that's great so that when you go out you can enjoy i love it yeah. okay before we wrap let everyone know where they can find you website instagram all of that yeah so you can find me on instagram at um zalibai so it's zalibai um the fit nest which was my husband's idea. I love that name, but it's it's so true. It's like our whole family. So thefitnest.ca. I have a YouTube. Just search The Fitnest and um, shoot me a DM. Send me an email. Um, I usually try to get back to everyone I can. And and I love like hearing updates of people, like if they've tried out a workout or a recipe. I really love like seeing people try out what I'm putting out there. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Zara. No problem. Thank you. Wait. Do you want to receive a short email from me with exclusive content every week? Sign up to the Icing and Glitter newsletter and I'll send you my top five skincare secrets along with a weekly email with bite-sized tips and tricks, giveaways, recipes, and so much more. I'll leave the details in the show notes.